Welcome to episode 134 of the Muck Podcast, a member of the Odd Pods Media Network. Listen in as we discuss the dark and sometimes weird true stories in American politics. I'm Tina Hadamio. And I'm Hillary Dockery. Hillary. It's been another two weeks. I, I had to tell you, I I think I'm at the point with this podcast that it's my like saving grace. Yes, me too. <laughs> and so when we don't do it, I I feel lost. I was so anxious and mm. sad and um, it was funny because, you know, I was in the hospital. Oh, Tina. And my husband was like, I was like, I should be doing the podcast today. And he's like, what <laughs> is the Christ. matter with you? <laughs> well, that's why when you told me that I, I, I pushed you to go to the hospital and then when they checked you in, it was a Thursday. But I had a feeling you might still be there Saturday or even if you got out Friday, like yeah. it's not going to happen. The first thing I texted Tina was, don't worry about the podcast because I knew, like me, I'd be like, what are we going to do? I, Poor I Tina's going to have to do this whole thing. <laughs> I was thinking, well, maybe I could Zoom. That would be an interesting. <laughs> oh, Jesus, from the hospital That would bed. be an interesting Zoom from the hospital I mean, bed. that's how. Nobody wants to see what was way, happening in that hospital. <laughs> well, by the way. <laughs> Who's looking for this? Like, yeah. it's not like the, the the public is banging down our door. Yes, it's no. really for us. Yeah. Listen, we have a fan base, okay? <laughs> You're right. I'm sorry. That's We terrible. have a fan base. We do. We I do. have to tell you, Alfredo made me laugh so... Well, so I have two things about Alfredo with okay. this whole hospital thing. Um, you know, the TV's going all night, right? Oh, Jesus. And there was like... It, it must have been... It has to be Olive Garden. I don't remember <laughs> what commercial. Does that offend you, Olive Garden? I'm not going to go to Olive Garden. <laughs> But, but um, it was a commercial that was like, you love Alfredo. And and the whole time I'm going, I love how I do love Alfredo. (laughs) We were in Boston. Like we never watch regular television. We got Roku, whatever. Like we don't ever watch regular television. We're in Boston. The regular TV's on. And that commercial was like, we're the best at Alfredo. Like whatever. And I kept going. Was it all Olive Garden? (laughs) (laughs) And I remember thinking about him the entire time. Oh my God. Yeah. So I was like, I do love Alfredo. (laughs) (laughs) Like fucking half delirious. I told him, I was like, I'm in the hospital, like thinking about you. <laughs> and also pasta is delicious. Oh my god! And then he made me laugh because he was like, he was like, "Have you lost weight?" And I was Jesus. like, "I don't, I don't know." He goes, "Well," and I said, "Why do I need to send you this jar of peanut butter or whatever the fuck?" He's sick. <laughs> I mean, he made me laugh, and my stomach was still hurting. I'm like, "You have to stop." He's so gay. It was like so it's such funny. a gay thing to say. <laughs> have you lost weight? Like, that's his so concern. that I can like, it's like get on the hot. diet that yeah. you were on. <laughs> You don't want this diet. Oh, Tina, are you going to say, tell us what happened or? Oh my God. So I had a crazy salmonella, I guess, um, issue. So Mm. I, my my husband thinks it was the avocado and it may, it was really overripe, but it was still like, you know, I cut away the stuff and, but I put it on two pieces of toast and I ate both pieces of toast. Hmm. It was a lot of avocado. Okay. And then I did have peanut butter, and I guess there is a peanut butter recall. Oh, yes. I saw this at an ice cream shop when I was so, at an ice cream shop in Fort but Myers. I had, um, like this, I had a different brand than I think the ones that were there, and I had just a few crackers at night. It was the night before, mm. the, and I woke up at like 4.35 in the morning, and then that was it. It was like- Days a, and days of throwing up. and It was a nightmare. Couldn't keep anything down. Dehydrated. It was, it so was, then it goes to the hospital because you're dehydrated. Yeah. And then I could, I could not stop. Jesus. Like even when I was at the hospital, they were like, they couldn't find my arm. So I have like holes, 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 holes oh because my God. they couldn't find oh. my veins. 
and then I can't do this arm because of the breast cancer. Right. So this arm's off limits. So they're just poking and they're like, oh yeah, your veins, your veins keep rolling because you're so dehydrated. And this was like two Jesus. days into the hospital of like IV oh after IV. Oh my God, Tina. It was, they're like, we have to admit you because like they had given me like three bags of IV in the ER. And then I like went to the bathroom and I like peed like this much. And they're like, yeah, like this isn't normal. You've had three bags of IV. Like your body is just like nothing. Jesus. It was a fucking nightmare. So wash your fruits and vegetables and look at the recall list. <laughs> like, I don't know what to tell people. Oh, and then the worst, pl- I want to tell you this nurse story. Oh, yeah. I had one nurse that was the meanest fucking nurse. I think Did that she had red I've- hair. No. Okay. She was so mean. Mm-hmm. It, it was like in the middle of the night, I kept getting up, like going to, it, it was a nightmare. And I couldn't, like, it, I just couldn't stop. I'm crying. And I had to call like one of the people to come in and help me. I couldn't even get to bed. And um, I'm like sobbing. <laughs> and she's like rubbing my back. And she's like, okay, I'm going to call the main nurse. And she's like, look, she he, she's here. She's really upset. Like she's not doing well. And she's like, it's because she's upset that she's so sick. She needs to calm down and then maybe, maybe she'll feel better. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. And I was like, okay. And then she comes in with morphine. With morphine. She's going to knock you out. Yeah. And she goes, I have morphine here. And I was like, I'm not taking that. And she's like, well, you're not feeling well. I said, yeah, I'm not feeling. I said, but I'm not in like excruciating pain. I said, I don't want that. She goes, she throws the bag on the the tray. She goes, fine. I guess I'll have to turn it back. I guess I'll have to return it. But don't tell anyone that I didn't try to help you. (gasps) And I was like, Jesus Christ. Like horrible. Then she doesn't come in the rest of the night. And then the next morning, the doctor comes in and he's like, you know, asking about like how many times I went to the bathroom and this and that. She's like, she didn't go once. And I said, no, I actually, because I'm a fucking nerd. I'm like tracking everything in my phone of like every time something's happening. Oh my God. I'm like, it happened at this time. This ha- And she's like, you didn't call me. You didn't tell me. And I was like, I didn't know I had to like. And she walks out of the room and I, then I got another nurse after I was like, thank God that lady shift was over. And I was so worried she was going to come back another night yeah. shift. But like, holy crap, like have some like compassion for people. Like it was. That's awful. They just want to dope you out. Well, listen, they if, they, dope if, you get, you out. if they send you a survey, which they probably will, you should make a note oh, of that. At the oh, bottom. I remember her name and everything. Yeah, do that. Because she has the same name as my neighbor. And that's why I remembered it. And it's like a not a common name. Mm-hmm. But I was like, wow. And then the, the nurse after that was so nice. And I was like, I really appreciate. And she's like, yeah, some people around here don't have like great bedside manner. Mm. And it really like, I feel like you need that to get better. Well, listen, even especially if a patient's like, it's an ongoing thing that's happening. Yeah. Sometimes they're just laying there and something's yeah. going on. But if it's the person has to get up and they have to move and they're in pain, constant pain, like wouldn't that be somebody you'd have a little bit more compassion yeah, for? Yeah, no. Jesus. just like- like I felt like she was blaming me and I was like, am I causing this myself? Like, and I was already a mess, you oh, know, I Tina. was like, get me out of this hospital. Jesus. <laughs> so, oh, and the other thing, you know, cause we both had our babies at that hospital. Yeah. They're not doing a maternity there anymore. Wow. A whole, they said that as in like uh, two weeks, like no more labor and delivery. Oh shit. I wonder if my OBG, my, my, my gynecologist will still be there. I think so. I mean, I go to mine who's through there. So yeah. I don't know. 
That's crazy. It's, I thought that I was had weird. a terrible nurse there. That's why I asked if she had red hair. I, she was fucking awful. And she was the same way. I was in terrible pain after I had my son. Like there was a, a whole ongoing thing that was happening inside of me that nobody could realize, didn't know at the time. But I was in so much pain and I'm begging her for help. I'm begging this nurse for help. And she's like, I can give you a Motrin. And I was like, bitch, like I was dying. I'm like, there's something fucking wrong. And she just, well, here's the protocols of like what I can give you. And I was like, this is fucked up. Yeah, it, it's, I mean- even even for I had I asked for something like ridiculous like I think I asked for a Tylenol or something and they're like well unless it's on the doctor's orders I'm like yeah it's fucking Tylenol because we're in a hospital and I also think because of so many people Lawsuits. suing yeah like they have these fucking things America. to follow fucking America yeah thanks a lot dicks <laughs> all and right I, yeah listen. First oh. of all. Oh, and then I have a political thing I need to, I know we got to go. Well, I know. I just want to <laughs> tell you that I'm glad that you're better. Because of course I had to make it about me. I was very upset. <laughs> I was very oh. upset, Tina. Like I can't tell you. And then, and then I was like, I knew there was a thousand people sending you messages. And so finally I was like, who do you want me to put on a text thread so yeah. that you could just be left alone? <laughs> oh my God. It was really nice. And everybody wanted to bring you food. And I was like, don't worry. Her mom's on top of it. Like yeah. her mom's got every, got and those I boys can't, I couldn't even, oh my God. I'm finally like eating food. Oh, good. But like, do you imagine this? What, what if it was like one cracker of peanut butter? Like it could cause that much yeah. fucking damage. That's scary. And no, it's, it is so scary because I think if I didn't go to the hospital when I did it, I think it's probably as bad as it was because I didn't go Wednesday. Yeah. But how would you, you know what I mean? Sometimes it's just a little, but also the sleeping, like you're also, you're up all night, you're not sleeping. So that also is a whole yes. other level of like insanity, you know, being exhausted. Yeah. And you feel like you're never going to get can't better. sleep in the hospital. Oh no, like, no, no, no. Forget about it. Oh my God. I kept thinking of my boys. Oh, it God. was like, this is what I'm saying. This is what starts to happen. <laughs> it's like, am I ever going to see my kids uh, again? Oh my God. I was what like, happens if I'm not around? Yeah, just, oh boy. Oh boy. Just, yeah, of course. Well, all right. I finished Sopranos. (gasps) Me too. Okay. Let me ask you something because they say it two different ways and I don't know. How do you say, is it, I say Soprano, but I hear people say Soprano. I say Soprano. Soprano. But there's people on the show, they say Soprano, like AJ does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people on there say Soprano. The FBI agents say Soprano. Yeah, it's Soprano. Soprano. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, Also, I just, I love that show. It's so good. It's so good. Bobby Bacala, like- Oh, his, he's, he's got such a good death scene. Oh, forget, you know what? I forget about that death scene oh. with him in that in the train store. And then also, um, oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, the whole um, Vito t- storyline where he's gay and he leaves. Yes. And and uh, I'm like, why are they spending so much fucking time on this? But that really was what made Leotardo like shift toward we're going to f- go fuck New York. You know what I mean? Yeah. I really think like I that. I mean, some people say that Phil... And Vito, mm-hmm. we're together. May have had a thing. Ooh, because only because like when he goes to kill him, he comes out of the closet. Oh, <gasps> wow! And, and on talking Sopranos, they talk about it. I think they talk to one of the writers, and they're like, "Eh." They kind of like they don't like uh, really confirm it, but they don't deny it. And they're like, because if you notice, like, because when I was rewatching it, there's like the muscle men on the TV. There, you know, like there's certain like he's and he's so upset about it. And it's like, is he oh, upset? Right. Is he upset because it's Vito, or is he upset that Vito might reveal something? You know, I don't know. Oh, wow! But I don't know. That's a whole other fucking thing. I know. Now, damn it, I gotta listen to that fucking podcast. Yeah, it's so good. I want to re-listen to it because just Steve Sherpa makes me laugh so much. Oh my god, it's it's so good. And uh, 
Janice also is an amazing thing where it's Tony's sister Janice, her whole look changes too, oh, right? Yeah. When she first gets there, she's this hippy dippy. Then she starts dating uh, Richie. Oh God. And she and starts she, to look more like a Goomba the, the wife, sw- right? The sweater on her. Yeah. Neck. Like she's got, she starts to look more like Carmela. You yeah. know what I mean? And then she goes back to when she finally has to leave because she kills him. And yeah. she looks like <laughs> back to her regular self. And then when she gets with Bobby, it's the same thing where she just, her whole thing changes. Yeah. I mean, Bobby, I think, was so good for her. Oh, my God. She was not good for Bobby, but I think no. she was really good. Oh, and Bobby, just with his... He's with the trains, but also, like, when she said, you got to wear that stupid hat, the yeah. fucking hat, yeah. his, uh, tr- his conductor's hat. It's so but cute. But even, like, the whole time they're at that vacation house for Tony's birthday, it was yes. so nice, and then they got into a huge fight, which was it's incredible. So good. So good. Oh All of it's so good. So what is your take at the end, dead or alive? Oh, he's dead. Yeah. No, no doubt about it. Right. Yeah, he's dead. And I, and then I start to think about all the people who are uh, still alive and like who took over the family, blah, it's blah, gotta blah. It's got to be Parisi, right? Patsy Parisi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also like <laughs> Polly Walnuts, he's like, oh, they're going to come after me. Like they didn't even name him the top three. They're like, no, Polly's not one of the fucking three. I love though, like when he's like, doesn't want to take the job because he's yeah. like, uh, everyone who had that job is bad luck. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's so funny. Oh, it's such a great show, Tina um brilliant a couple a little romance things that i thought were fun do you know who you know who who, huma abedin you know who that is that's anthony weiner's ex-wife oh yeah yeah yeah. okay who we've talked about anthony weiner on the show we talked about her like what's her deal she's brilliant like political mind like gorgeous woman like what is she hanging out with this guy do you know who she's been dating honey who bradley cooper what What? hi on the dl is that hot that i read that and i was like get it bitch now he's cute He's, oh yeah, he's very Ooh. cute. We know who he is. Like, you're not confused about Ryan No, no, Reynolds. no, no, no. Remember when I talked about Ryan Gosling and I was like, I'll be your Barbie. Tina's like, he's funny. And I was like, yeah, yeah he's funny. <laughs> Later on that day, we realized that she met, she thought us about Ryan Reynolds, who is very funny. Like I would, yes, put him in that category. And he's also cute, but he's not Ryan Reynolds. So cute, I even asked my husband, I said, you know, am I the only one who doesn't think Ryan Gosling is good looking? And he goes, I mean, I can even recognize that he's a good looking man. I was like, what? How, how am I the only one? I don't know because I'm busy with him in my brain. Oh I'm my like God. busy. Well, I got to tell you who I'm in love with. Who? This show, The Bear. Have you <gasps> seen it? Oh my God. I have not seen it, but I love Please that watch guy. watch it. I know. I've got it. Well, I don't have Hulu. So, you know, oh slide, me that, slide me that yeah. fucking password, honey. <laughs> but, uh. No, I have not, but I love that guy. I used to watch him on Shameless, which I didn't watch the whole thing, but I thought he was so cute on that show, Shameless. But in those, when he's got that white shirt uh, on, he's got the little towel on his shoulder, I'm like, hey. I cannot tell you yeah. how beautiful and brilliant. Yeah, he's that a great That show actor. is brilliant. Yeah. There's one episode, there's two episodes. Tall he is, by the way. Two episodes. There's uh, episode seven where they do the straight, like, straight film, 20 minutes straight shot. Yeah. They don't change wow. the camera. And it's like, it's in the kitchen. It's so good. And then he has um, a monologue in episode eight. And it's so good. It's so, this vulnerability, this yeah. just, it's, it's he's good. a great actor. It's okay. He's good. five, six. Oh. I know. That's what I'm saying. You could tell he's very short. You could tell he's, he's very still- short, but he's a powerhouse, honey. He's going to bring that heat. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Right from the kitchen into my vagina. Woo! <laughs> here's another person, or here's another exciting thing that, I, you know, we had an episode called Benefer Lurie. Because oh, I was so, yes. I was so in love with J-Lo and Ben, yes. ben Affleck getting back yes. together last year. I was so thrilled about it. I was like, call me, let's do a thruple, right? <laughs> I'm still waiting. 
I'm still waiting. Well, what now, well, now, and now they got married. I know. <laughs> I'm so How excited. Crazy is that? I fucking love it. And also, I watched her um, the halftime documentary on Netflix. Oh, you have to watch this. She's fucking incredible. Like, what She's a beautiful. brilliant star this woman is. <gasps> She's a fucking star. Like. It's incredible. She's smart. She's funny. She dances like a beast. Oh, I'm. And do you remember songs. her on uh, in Living Color? Yes. They talk. <laughs> they go through her whole life in this. But they and then it's inter. Like they start. They, they show you things about. Yeah, they show you things about the Super Bowl and like the things that they want to do. It's so fucking good. Oh, I'm gonna so watch good. it. I'm gonna watch it. And uh, you remember? I don't know if you remember her halftime show. It was right before the pandemic, of course. But they did those cages. They had little girls, Latin girls, sitting in cages uh, on the field. That lit oh. up. And the night before, the NFL had heard that they were going to make the statement on immigration and you know, all the problems they've had with social justice yeah. stuff. Yeah. And they're like, no. <gasps> and she's like, well, I guess we're not doing this then because that's the commentary. Like, yeah. that's what we're doing. So good for her. Yeah. And good they fucking her. did it. Good for her. Oh my God. It's such a fucking great Because they probably go watch halftime on Netflix. I mean, I'm crying, crying <gasps> watching it. She's so brilliant and so. Like of her age, right? She's, I think she's 52 or but 53 she's now. she's beautiful. She's beautiful. But, but she doesn't look worked up. No. And she works hard. She works out. Remember I told you, every time I see her yeah. come out of the gym, I'm like, damn, bitch. Yes. Like, she looks fucking good. <laughs> oh, she's an inspiration, I think. I loved her in uh, Selena. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, Forget about it. She's, she's a star. All right. What's so, your political thing? Because I have one. The Dems giving money to extreme right-wing candidates in the primaries. Oh. Because they think that's a... They have a better shot of winning in the general. And I feel like <laughs> this is a really dangerous thing. So this is stupid. the plan. This is the plan. Stupid. It's so This stupid. is the plan. Uh-huh. I like, think they really what? underestimate how extreme the Oh, and Alito. Right the other thing was Alito. Going and running his mouth and uh, talking mm. about uh, abortion as a state. It's a religious issue mm-hmm. and this and that. And we know it's religious. You made it yeah. religious, you fucking prick. But I think he's also talking to people that like have to make decisions. Like he, these people are violating mm-hmm. their position. You know, there used to be a time when you would never hear from a Supreme Court judge. Yeah. They would do their it's job and they'd go to back to their way. fucking house. It's and supposed to be that way. into the background. You're not supposed to be on stage. You're not J-Lo, bitch. Yeah, you're not supposed to be swaying people. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Oh my God. Do your job and go home. Go home. Nobody wants to hear from you. Nobody cares about you. <sighs> Nobody cares. You're supposed to rise above it. You're in the highest court in the fucking land. That's not enough for you, motherfucker. Now you got to be a star and tell people what the fuck they're supposed to do. I don't fucking think so. I mean, we are, we are, we are in a dangerous time. We are in a dangerous time. We have, we have nutjob Trump threatening to run again. Ooh. We have DeSantis who's definitely going to run. Like it's. I saw a picture of Trump recently. Holy shit. He looks terrible. I mean, good. He, he didn't ever look really great. Good. But he Can he drop dead terrible. already? Can he drop dead already? He looks like he's dying. He looks like death. Ugh. He looks he's like evil death. incarnate. Yeah. But DeSantis, I, 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 I'm scared of more. Yeah, he's I not. I really he's, am. This is not good. Well, my, my thing was this week, I, you know, I'm a, I just told Tina before we got on, like John Stewart for me would be, oh. a, well, he's one of my dream guests on this podcast. Like, I don't know how we would ever make that happen. I mean, we got to be close to somebody who knows somebody we who have can get to us be. on that fucking podcast or I mean, get him on the podcast. Yeah. He fights for veterans the way that we should fight for everything. And, you know, whether you're, 
you know, you don't have to be anti, you can be anti-military and be pro these motherfuckers right. who put their fucking lives on the line right. every day and go to war. Like my, like I said to you, my son wants to be a Navy, a Navy SEAL. I'm like in this fucking country where they put, put you in places that you really never should be. Right. Like that's what these guys do. They, and women do, they swear an oath to go to these places and fight when, you know, they, you know, they're put in really terrible situations and they do their jobs and they come home and then they're fucking slapped in the face by the government, the very government that sent them there in the first place. And the Republicans, yep. the law and order party, the military party, right? They're pissed off because, I mean, somehow Manchin, uh, that whole thing that I don't even know, like the deals that were being made and now yeah, they made they're- a lot of good deals. And now, like as a retaliation, they're going to harm- Vets. Well, you know what so I mean? Like, so they don't so care. The pact they act. don't care. It, it, it passed. I mean, listen, let's be honest. It, it passed the house. It passed the Senate, the pact act. It did pass, yeah. but there were senators who voted against it because they called it a slush fund for vets. It was like John Stewart says, go look at the website for the government. Like read the whole bill. There's nothing in there. That's for anything else, but health insurance and taking care of veterans. That's all that it's for. That's all that it's for. Rick Scott votes against it of course he does rubio voted for it but he's in an election year yeah so otherwise believe me believe Please, me. he has no spine no he would have voted against it so it's just, but but that day before rick scott had put a tweet out that he was at the uso in some room at the uso like at the senate putting together gift care packages for the vets that are oh, overseas that's and nice. taking pictures with all of it then the that's very next nice. day votes against health care for those same people he's sending m&ms to yeah you know he's a fucking prick it's like that same uh, guy that voted against the uh, like marriage equality and then yeah, like goes, goes to his son's son. wedding. Yeah, the gay, hypocrisy the yeah. of these people. How do they live? How does he show his face at that wedding? It's shameful. Like, get out. It's shameful. All right. Today, mm. I'm going to tell you the story of former Port Ritchie, Florida Ooh. mayor, Dale Glenn Massad. Hmm. Port Ritchie. Florida. It's one of those Woo! little tiny, tiny, <laughs> tiny ass, tiny. Just keep driving cities. <laughs> yes. So Dale Glenn Massad served as Port Ritchie mayor, mm -hmm. but when he served with a warrant, he opens fire <gasps> on deputies. Shut up. Do you believe this? Holy like, shit. <laughs> he opens fire. Mm. So our story takes place in Fort Ritchie. No, Port Ritchie, not Fort Ritchie, <laughs> which is in Pasco County. And it's basically west coast of Florida, about 40 miles outside of Tampa. And it's mm. tiny, 2,600 people. Yeah. And so some background. And I need to give a bit of a trigger warning for the background because this story to me is so horrible and sad. No. Um, and this is like, this is well before what happens, but it gives you a sense of who this guy is and it ties into... Is it gun violence trigger warning? Is that what you're saying? No. Oh, well, how do we know what the trigger warning is? It's, Without it's, telling me what the story is. Yeah. <laughs> it's is just it sexual it's, violence? It's not sexual violence. It's just like something bad happens to a child. Okay. Okay. Good. So, Got it. I mean, not good, yeah, but... Yeah. So, <laughs> so Massad was born in 1950 in Oklahoma. Mm. And later moved to Port Harbor, Florida to become a doctor in the late 70s. But in 1992, his medical career was over after the death of a three-year-old patient, oh, according God. to Heavy. And another article from the Chicago Crusader, which came from a Washington Post article, explained further and stated that he was treating this girl for facial birthmarks. 
so this girl was born, I guess she had like these birthmarks all over her face. It was all over like a lot of her body and maybe just a few parts of her body didn't have these markings on them. Okay. And so her family um, took uh, her to this doctor, to Mossad, to have him like laser remove these spots. Okay. Okay. So they cited basically the Florida Department of Health records. So apparently he gave this little sweet baby um, Valium. But he didn't determine the right dosage. Oh, for fuck's based sake. Based on her size, you know, and she's a little girl. And all that shit goes into account when you have to, like, give dosage yeah. of especially things like Valium and other medications. And he had a dentist there as well to give her lidocaine. Okay. I guess to help with the procedure. And that um, lidocaine, the same thing, like, they didn't, like, take into account, like, the dosage, and it ended up being a lethal dose. Jesus. So, um, it was terrible, because, like, he, that girl went to him several times, and the first time he gave her something, and the, the mom called him, was like, you know, she's throwing up, she's, like, not doing well, and he was like, okay, well, next time we'll give her something else, and they put it in, like, a Coca-Cola, and she didn't want to drink it, and, like, and so then, you know, it was like, he kept progressing on like giving her this medication. But the other thing that happened is like she has this deadly dose and they're working on her. And the mom says like she sees her like turning blue. Oh, God. I know. It's, it's Could awful. Could you imagine this watching it's, this? It's awful. So the paramedics come and he asked the paramedics for like tubing to like help her breathe. And when he tries to place the tube in her trachea, he ends up putting it in her esophagus instead. So like that fucks everything up. Like he just doesn't know what he's doing, you know? So she's ends up being like unresponsive. They intubate her at the hospital and um, they ultimately had to make the decision to like remove her from the tubes and she died. Oh my gosh, this is so sad. It's terrible. Terrible. Lord. Terrible. And like, you're just going in because she's got like, you know, like it's not like it was major surgery. You know what I mean? Like, So does he lose his license? So he turned it like he um, like willingly gave up his lessons. Okay. Right. So it's and the story is it's more in depth and you can read it in our notes if you want to go through like um, that was sort of the gist of it. But it was a tough read. Like it was to me. um, This was like the worst part of the story for me, like this thing that happened to this little girl. And it wasn't like he was like some newly minted doctor, right? Like he was a doctor from the 70s. This is 1992. Yeah, I was thinking he's, this isn't his only patient. Like what else has he been up to? So, yeah. um, But he was, uh, he expressed remorse and he was quoted in 1998 as saying, quote, I'm the captain of the ship. That's the bottom line. If I could be where the child is and let her be alive, I'd do that. Mm. And, you know, so gives up his license and, um, because the Department of Health had filed these four counts against him, and I think they settled a lawsuit, and all of that happened. So he moves to Port Ritchie, which is um, not that far from Port Harbor where he was living. And according to his interview with Vice, he lived off of retirement money. And Mm. in 2000, he decides to run for a seat on this five-member city council, and he wins. Then he won again two years later. He loses in 2004. He wins again in 2006, and then he loses... In 2008, I'm sorry, he wins again in 2008 and he stays on until 2015. Mm. So he's like off and on like winning these council seats. Right. And the Chicago Crusader article noted that he was elected in um, when he won. I'm sorry. No, he lost in 2008. And in 2015, he wins via special election. Mm. And only 27, because we know no one votes (laughs) in special elections, 27% of the voters voted. 
And remember, it's like 2,600 people. So 182 votes. Like that's what he won with. Wow. Yeah. So basically, um, he ends up in 2017, like winning the mayor's seat. And he's a registered Republican, but he ran nonpartisan because those seats are often nonpartisan Mm -hmm. seats, right? In Florida. The other thing is Mossad allegedly had a drug problem and he was getting in trouble for like minor incidents. So while he's on council, right? Like he's like the police kind of know, like it's, you know, again, it's the small town and people talk and they kind of know like he's involved in some, maybe some shady shit. Um, But not all of the council members may have been aware of it, but some of them were aware of it. And, you know, um, I don't know, like if you know that there is a drug abuse problem of someone who's elected and you're a sitting council member with that person, like, do you have an obligation to get them removed from the council? Like, I don't know how that works. Like, I don't know what the law is for something I mean, I like don't know that, either, you know? but I know that that person shouldn't be fucking serving. They shouldn't serving. be sit- yeah. sitting and serving. All right. So let's get to the what major. What were the drugs? What was well, he... I'm going to get into Okay. It. Okay. <laughs> so major incident. So back in 92, Mossad had his medical license revoked, but- the feds got word that he was still practicing medicine. What? Yeah. And they investigated. And according to a press release, he was practicing out of his own home and he was performing procedures <gasps> and even surgery, like no! at his kitchen table. What? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. yes. And it led to one patient requiring additional hospital <gasps> care. Oh my yeah. God. Who are these people? They yeah. probably don't have insurance. Like what's who the knows? deal? Who know? Or they're like friends like, oh, hey, you're a doctor. Help me out. Like who the what? hell knows? Yeah. Oh no. I mean, I, no. I, even if they were my best friend, sorry, <laughs> Tina, if you're a doctor, I don't want you performing something on your dining room no. table. No. And like, think of like the sanitation. Have some Adele coffee. I'm going to cut you open, bitch. <laughs> uh, and imagine like, just like the sanitation. Like how, like, no. ew, ew, ew. All right, so who does this? Like, and who, like you said, like who goes to some rando's house and it's just like, yeah, like well, sure, come in. People who people who don't have insurance or it's an illegal and, procedure. And after he did what he did, his negligence with that child, mm. how do you? He don't give a fuck. How do you do this? That's what I'm saying. You know he, what he I mean? It's shameful. Care. Wow. So according to the Tampa Bay Reporter, in February 2019, the cops go to Massad's house to serve a search warrant. Oh, shit. At 5 a.m. So they knock at the door. Nobody answers. They bang again. Nothing. Then they hit the door with one of those like battering ram things to get it open. They still can't get it. Maybe he was busy in surgery. (laughs) So they fire fire at the door with a shotgun. Damn. They hit it with a ram again. P.S. Masad is home. Well, what? He got something up against the door? And then they finally use this device that like blasts the door open. Jesus. So I don't know like what kind of house he's living in. He's living in some big fancy house. Poor Richie, they got all kinds of military. See, this is where we stock the military. (laughs) The police with military (laughs) weapons, even in poor Richie. Jesus. That goes off and Mossad, right? So they then enter and then Mossad just boom, 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 shoots at the deputies. Wow. Yes, yes. They held their fire. Nobody's injured, right? <laughs> wait a minute. Wait, can we, let's hold on for a second. Yeah. If the cops are knocking at my door at 5 a.m., I'm like opening the door like, what's going yes, on? Yes, This guy's like letting them be- bam it yes, up, fucking yes, bomb. Like, yes, Holy, like either he knew they were coming, he knew he was up for something, something was going on. He he has these claims that he was, it was self-defense. Yeah, I mean, normal people would be like, <laughs> oh, just open the door. Yes. You wouldn't go like- 
get your gun and shoot back at yes. the police. It's clearly it's, the fucking police. They it, scream police. Right. Right? Right. Well, he claims that he didn't hear them. Oh, please. So according to the FFA reporter, he is ultimately arrested and charged with attempted murder because he's yes! shooting at deputies oh my God. and practicing medicine without a license. Can you imagine <laughs> how fucked up your life is? You're shooting at the cops in your house. Yeah. And meanwhile, I mean, like, <laughs> like, just like, I mean, it's not like you're doing, I mean, it's a bad crime, but yeah. like, yeah, nothing to shoot a cop over. It's, it's weird. I mean, maybe you couldn't hear him because the bomb that went yeah. off at his door. It's like, just, just open the door, bro. Just open, just the, open door. the door. You know what this reminds me of? <laughs> this reminds me of the episode that I love so much. Next time we do a classic episode, we'll put this one out. It's the one where I covered the... Um, uh, catch a predator oh, the, yes, on NBC yes. and they went to the guy's house and he wasn't coming to the yes. door and they had kind of like set this whole fucking yes. thing up. Remember that and episode? Like, just answer the that's door. That's a fucking yeah. great, that's a great episode. Yes. But yeah, he wouldn't answer the door either and they walked in and he kills himself <laughs> yeah. uh. in front of them. Ay ay ay. So he said that he heard noises and thought it might have been police <laughs> but they never announced themselves um, though someone else who was at the home was like, yeah, no, they heard the cops say, hey, law enforcement, open like, up. You know, like, was that his nurse for prepping yeah. the next patient? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. And then he said that he uh, didn't shoot at the cops, uh, but instead he just shot down the hallway oh, God. because he heard a noise. This guy's got issues, bro. <laughs> oh, who are you trying to sell this to? Oh, my God. P.S. He's the mayor. <laughs> like, Please. It's like Judge Judy. Imagine, like, yeah. you're going to the mayor's home, and he's just, like, opening yeah. fire. Like, this, this hell of a town. <laughs> Port Ridge is fucking wild. There's only 2,600 people, but they are crazy They're as crazy. Fuck. <laughs> it's like, people say stories like this to Judge Judy, and she's like, you want this face to believe that story? Yeah. It's, like, you want me, this person, <laughs> to believe that. So DeSantis steps in. He kicks Mossad out of his seat via Thank an executive you. order. Thank you, DeSantis. I know, please. <laughs> and then he appoints one of the other council members as an interim mayor, this guy, Terrence Rowe. DeSantis okay. said, quote, Dale Glenn Mossad is clearly unfit to continue serving as mayor for the city of Port Ritchie. It is in the best interest of the residents of the city of Port Ritchie and citizens of the state of Florida that Dale Glenn Massad be immediately suspended from public office. Ooh, I can't wait for the day that somebody says that about DeSantis. Oh, please. Who's going to remove that please, piece of shit? Please, Biden. Executive yeah. order. Yeah. Executive order, Biden. please. We're, we're wake drowning. Up. Sleepy Joe, wake up. We're drowning. We've got a fucking madman at the top of the fucking, in the governor's That uh, we have to say mansion. thanks for doing this. Yeah. Sleepy Joe, wake the fuck up. Yes. We're dying here. Wake up. He's killing us. <laughs> Jesus. So Roe claimed to, um, and this is the interim mayor, claimed to be friends with Mossad for close to 20 years. And mm. he had this to say about Mossad's arrest, according to the Chicago Crusader. Quote, he's innocent until proven guilty. So I'm waiting to see what other details come out. Oh, okay. I've never <laughs> known him to be anything but cooperative to law enforcement. But this is an unusual situation. Listen, I've known Tina for quite a while now, I would say. If I found out the cops came to her house and she started shooting at her, I'd go, that bitch is guilty. What's she doing? What is she doing? What she, are you doing? Tina, what are you shooting at the cops Why? for? Oh my God. But you know what they say, He Hillary, may be innocent. Uh -oh. You know what they say? Birds of a feather flock together. Woo! What's this guy up to? Oh, apparently no. it wasn't enough to shoot at the cops and practice without a license. Uh, Mossad decided to obstruct justice and he got the acting mayor, oh Terrence God. Rowe, involved. What's wrong with these people? What is going on over so there? So they both got in trouble. So this is so funny. So this idiot. This, <laughs> we got to go to Port Ritchie. You know we're going to Port Ritchie, right? Gonna, let's just part go, of our Florida Let's get in the tour. car right now. Just drive oh over and see what's up. So as uh, he, he decides to call Rowe 
from the detention center, right? Which, which is recorded. Which is recorded. <laughs> and he wants to target. Even I know that. He wants to target one of the deputies, this D. Howard, who was, you know, uh, at the scene to discredit this deputy. And here's the exchange according to the Tampa Bay recorder. Oh my God. Basad. Thank you, God. Thank you. I believe Howard was hired illegally, fired legally, and rehired illegally. I don't know why, but he is on everything. The arrest affidavit said um, that basically he's referring to this uh, affidavit from February 21st arrest. Like yeah. his name's everywhere. Yeah. Ro, I'm on it. Mossad, okay. So anything you could do is good. Ro, you know, this doesn't go down without somebody answering for it. Oh, boom. So they got this on tape and they're like, Jesus, Whatever. don't they know it's being recorded? It's so, so dumb. It's so funny because like Ro then had to be like removed from by DeSantis. Oh, no, no. <laughs> DeSantis, this is because you're too busy with other shit, DeSantis. Oh, Look what's happening, God. poor Richie. Keep your eye on the ball, motherfucker. Keep your eye on the ball. Your oh, fucking elected God. officials in Florida are wacky as fuck. Oh, my God. So oh, Mossad tried to use Florida's stand your ground defense. Oh, uh, and his, uh, <laughs> this whole thing. Oh my God. So he said he was acting in self-defense, but prosecutors and the ser- sheriff's sergeant, Billy Lindsay called BS on that stating quote, the fact that we are here entertaining a plea deal in a case where the defendant is accused of intentionally, willfully and knowingly shooting a firearm at law enforcement mm. during the execution of a search warrant is disgusting said Sergeant Lindsay. Well, also the police are upset about it because that's the defense they use when they kill unarmed uh, black men. Yes, yes. So that's, stand your ground is really re- re- reserved for the police to use. Yes. Not for regular citizens to shoot right. at the police. Well, no, 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 right, no, no, right. no, no, Right, right. Or it's when citizens shoot maybe at uh, a, people a, of yeah, color. Someone trying, yeah. yeah. A black woman who's trying to defend herself against a domestic violence partner. Someone who's been committing domestic, domestic violence on her for the last fucking 10 years. Yes. And then she kills him and then she's in fucking jail. Try to yes. use fucking stand your ground. God, Trayvon Martin. I mean. Same thing. That Zimmerman uh, fuck. So oh. according to NBC News, Sheriff uh, Chris Noko had this to say about Mossad's actions. Quote, we knew this was going to be a very dangerous situation, which it did turn out to be. Mm. He shot our members. He's lucky he's not dead. Jesus. So though, according to Heavy, some community members didn't really care what Mossad was up to in his time outside the oh, mayor's of office. Not. There's always the outliers. One, one constituent <laughs> said, quote, if you do your job, whatever you do on the side, that's fine by me. <laughs> yeah. How flo- this is like the most Florida man responds yeah. like that you can have. Yeah. Well, I mean, he took my kidney out for me. It was I very mean- infected. I right there on his dining room table, and then we had coffee and Juliet yeah. after. Which can I- we get new voters? We <laughs> <laughs> that's the title I wrote down. Juliet oh, and coffee. God. Yes, that's the title of this episode. Now I know I spelled I need it wrong. Some oh, it looks so good. I tell you, I saw that North. You didn't thing. have any? No, bitch. I bought those damn cannolis. Oh, for my God. Although my son got a brownie. I was like, how dare you? Oh my God. White boy. You should have just got a Shviedel just cause. I know. I'm going to bring you a Shviedel. <gasps> There's a Thank little you. good place down here that makes it. What, Caruso's? Um, Panadolce. Okay. Yeah. Oh, right here. Yeah. Okay. <gasps> All right. So the charges, five yeah. counts attempted murder, four counts practicing medicine without a license, <laughs> two counts illegal use of a two-way device. And that's part of that obstruction of justice, the phone call. So Mossad was facing decades of jail time because of the murder counts. Oh, my God. And uh, according to Megan Gannon of News Channel 8, he ultimately accepted a plea deal to avoid life in prison. And, like, the plea deal, like, it's like nothing. Like, he, um, they took the attempted murder charge. They dropped it to just assaulting an officer. Mm. And his sentencing was bullshit. Like, uh, as a result of the deal, he was sentenced to three years in jail. 
with 10 years probation. But the thing was, he had already spent two years in jail, like leading up to trial. So he was there for a year. And they counted it as time served. So he only had to serve another year. And he was released uh, just in December of 2021. Wow. Yeah. In jail, Massaw told Vice, quote, I grew up in Oklahoma, raised with the spirit of America and being free. I'm finding out these things are not true anymore. These guys look at me like I'm a dog. <laughs> and he also, said, he also said, <laughs> yeah. quote, President Trump has a way of putting it when you get in a negative light by the mm. media. Fake news. That's what you guys got. <laughs> All fake. Yeah. So basically what he was saying was, uh, you know, yeah, they tried to get me on the practicing medicine that they were out for me. You know, some guy says, hey, take a look at my back. I take a look and now suddenly I'm practicing Medicine without a license. He's you know, white? Like, this is a white guy? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, this is the first time he's ever been like put into a <sighs> position where his whiteness wasn't, get, didn't get him out of fucking trouble, yeah. you know? So some of the aftermath, I want to touch on Roe uh, because it was that interim mayor. He ended up taking a plea deal. He got two years probation and 50 hours of community service and he had to have a mental health evaluation, you know, very light. Um, some points of interest, um, even though he gave up his license- but back in 1992, like when he was running and all of that, he referred to himself as Doc Massad. Like, so like he still Douchey. was like, I'm a doctor, you know? Um, and here's the other thing. Not only was he practicing without a license, there were reports that he was a crack smoker and a meth user. Oh my God. <laughs> Can you imagine going to your cracked out Dr. Mayor for like, At his house? At his house, his compound. Like, How desperate. But he had, a, he had a nice ass fucking house. Like, I, I well, don't know. Well, Port Richie. I mean, God, you, you know. could get a fucking mansion for $2. So. <laughs> I mean, if you live in the middle of fucking nowhere. And the nowhere. patients were like often his friends. Of course. Uh, Tampa Bay uh, 10 noted that he used crack and meth <laughs> nightly and jokingly called meth, quote, jet fuel. And he... <laughs> This guy, I mean, he's like in his 60s. I just know that like he drives this fucking pimped out Cadillac and their license plate's like a vanity plate that's like, like Doc Massad or right, something. Right. And he's like smoking fucking oh crack in God. there. Oh my God, it's nuts. A wild human being. Yeah, he even had drug uh, runners. And um, <laughs> and the thing is the sheriff's office, they said he was a known drug dealer. Like he's the mayor. Wow. He's the mayor. Wow. And he's a known meth crackhead. Wow. Drug dealer, user. One witness came forward and said he bought drugs for Mossad over 60 times. Um, Whoa. And maybe it was like he didn't want to be caught himself. So he had like someone else like you go buy the drugs for me. Mm. Um, a heavy article noted that one officer implied that Mossad may have been on drugs on the day of his arrest, which would yeah, account that would for explain. like all yeah, the, the paranoia stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Mossad not only used drugs, he also had a cache of weapons in the house. Mm. And according to the Chicago Crusader, Mossad was actually arrested a few months prior to the raid for domestic battery. Oh. So he's just an all around like piece of garbage. And yeah. he had um he had this girlfriend and they both ended up having like domestic charges brought on each other, but four dozen calls wow. regarding domestic violence between him and his girlfriend. Four dozen? Four dozen. Jesus. So like the cops knew him. And again, he's sitting on the council. Yeah, but you know what? It's not like Oh, my cat is running a marathon throughout the house. It's not like it's a big city where people yeah, are really going to be, you know what I impacted, mean? Impacted. Paying I mean, attention to it or like say, throw this guy out. Like it's not, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Dang. So uh, cops were also called due to street parties outside his house and like folks sleeping in his yard. Uh, Ugh, they're cracked out. You, again, like you're in your 60s. 
that sounds like a nightmare. Yeah. Like, like, don't you just want to chill? Like, have a drink? Oh, yeah. Sit on the dock? Play I don't some know. Bocce. Like, yeah. Relax. <laughs> Tino always says, have a cup of coffee. Play some bocce. <laughs> Play some bocce. <laughs> and then he also, uh, this is funny, he got in trouble for harvesting snook out of season. Like, he's just, you know, yeah, like, just, not following yeah. any rules. He does what he wants to do. So that's the story of Dale Gale Massad, the crack-smoking, gunslinging, me- bad medicine mayor of uh, <laughs> poor Richie. <laughs> uh, it's so Florida. Oh, my God. It's, it's so Florida. It's, like, the best Florida. Oh, I saw, God. I was like, how have I not heard of this story? Yeah. And you think we would have, right? <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm Pants Aaron. This is Stevie. And I'm Augie. And we are BFYTW, a podcast all about playing games and having fun. Our games are usually based on British panel shows and game shows, but we'll play anything that captures our attention and imagination. Why? It's right there in the title. You'll never guess what the F stands for. All right, today, because <gasps> I got to go, okay. I got to go walk for a candidate. I'm going to co- cover someone named Virginia Lamp. Oh, Better known as Ginny Thomas. What? (laughs) (laughs) That's right, bitch. Woo! Let's do it. Ginny Thomas. My. Famous wife of Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas. Oh, this is insurrectionist. Insurrectionist. Cunt. See you next Tuesday. Yeah. Did you used to do that in school? See you next Tuesday. Yeah. (laughs) Bitch. (laughs) Oh, I hate this woman. First of all, her husband should step down because of this. This is unbelievable that he's still sitting on this court. I told Alfredo that I'm covering her. He's he's like, this should be a double episode. You cover her and Tina covers Clarence Thomas. I was like, damn it. But then I never fucking did it. Yeah, well, it's fine. It's fine. Listen. He's not teaching at the university I saw anymore. A lot of things are coming Good. out in the last few days. Good. Where there was something else she had to step down from because people are like, no, honey, no. Okay. So she grew up in Omaha, Nebraska, the youngest of four children. Her parents were Republicans, of course. She attended Westside High School in Omaha, where she was a member of student government, the debate club, and the Republican club. club. And in high school, her ambition was to be elected to Congress. Oh, She enrolled in a women's college in Virginia because of its proximity to D.C., subsequently transferred to the University of Nebraska, and then moved to Crichton University to be closer to a boyfriend. She received a Bachelor of Arts in Political Science and Business Communication from Crichton University in 1979, a Juris Doctor from Crichton University School of Law in 1983, and after hiatus, uh, working as a legislative aide for Representative Hal Dub. I think that's how you, Daub, D-A-U-B. Dob. Dob. When Dob took office in 1981, Thomas moved to D.C. and worked in his office for 18 months. After completing her degree at Crichton University Law School in 1983, she worked for one more year for Dob in Washington as his legislative director. Okay, so, you know, she's a mover. She's working around in there, and she's She's young, right? She's in her early 20s or maybe her mid-20s at this point, and, you know— She's in it. Like this is yeah. what her. This is what she wanted to do. Yeah. She's in. It. Okay. She wants so to after be in, uh, politics. Yeah. From 1985 to 1989, she was employed as an attorney and labor relations specialist at the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, attending congressional hearings where she represented the interests of the business community. So also, this is where she meets Clarence Thomas, and yeah. they get married in 1987. Um, her advocacy for this uh, Chamber of Commerce included arguing against against the passage of the Family and Medical Leave Act of 1993. How does a woman do that? There's a lot of things in here. It's fucking shocking. How does a woman do that? Wait till you hear this next one. In 1989, she became manager of employee relations at the Chamber of Commerce. Now, this is someone who's... The Chamber of Commerce is businesses, right? She's arguing against... 
she's she's a manager of employee relations. Yeah. And arguing against what employees should have as far as like family medical leave. You know it, what it's, I mean? It's gross. In 1991, Thomas returned to government service in the Legislative Affairs Office of the U.S. Department of Labor, where she argued against comparable worth legislation that would have mandated equal pay for women and men in jobs deemed to be comparable. What is wrong why with would her? She, why would she be against that? What is wrong with her? Isn't is this she crazy? Just, is she just like a... I don't understand these women who are against their yeah. own interests. She's like wino of the first degree. Yes, she's the original wino. I don't know if she's an original wino because we got some she's of those. She's not like, an OG wino. She's she's an OG <laughs> for like the 80s maybe. Okay, OG and 80s maybe, wino. And she's the current like OG wino because uh. she's still fucking doing this bullshit. You know what I mean? This uh, is crazy. I know. Well, I know everybody's like, she shouldn't be involved in it, but like this has been going on for decades of right. her. Should it, she's, right. get, she's involved in things she shouldn't be fucking involved in, right? And people were all the time raising flags, like red flag, this is something she shouldn't be saying or red flag, oh. she shouldn't be involved in this. Her husband's oh. a fucking judge or a Supreme Court justice. Like what the fuck? And nobody, nobody reined this shit in. Nobody did anything. And that's why it's gotten as far as it has where you want to overturn a fucking election of and the president. That's how, because nobody's checked SCOTUS her. With the sitting as your husband. Yeah, and nobody has checked her for fucking decades and decades. Like, yeah, so she of probably course thinks she, she, thinks she, she could can do, do. Yeah, and she she do what she wants. pretty much is getting away with it so far. Um, so that year, her husband, Clarence Thomas, was nominated by President George H.W. Bush to fill the open seat on the U.S. Supreme Court, <sighs> left by the retirement of Justice Thurgood Marshall. She attended the, con the contentious U.S. Senate confirmation hearings and stood by her husband as he was accused of sexual harassment. During the confirmation I hearings- I mean, that's that alone. Yeah. During the confirmation hearing, several Democratic senators questioned whether her job with the Labor Department could create a conflict of interest for her husband if he were to be seated on the Supreme Court. So already in the hearings, right. in those hearings, on the record, those things- Decades ago. Questioned. Decades yeah. ago. Uh, 1991. Wow. Um, after her husband was confirmed by a vote of 52 to 48, she described the television scru televised scrutiny and confirmation process as a, quote, trial by fire. Listen to this. On October 9th, 2010, Thomas left a voicemail message for Anita Hill, whose accusations of sexual harassment against her husband complicated his Supreme Court nomination hearings 19 years earlier. And in the voicemail, Thomas said that Hill should apologize <gasps> to her husband. What? Hill like she just randomly called 19 her, years like, later. I, I don't want to say she was drunk, I don't, but that seems like a drunk call to me, but I, I don't know if she was or not. But like, you know How what I mean? How does she even like have, like she had to, to, to go through the process yeah. of finding her phone number. Yeah. You know, like you got to ask, like, I need to get this phone yeah. number, blah, blah, blah. Like, so that's like a, a calculated. Yes. You know, a drunk dial is a drunk dial. Like yeah. this is like, yes. she set out to find this information. 19 years why? And then Hill responded and said that there was nothing to apologize for and said that her 1991 testimony about her interactions with Clarence Thomas were truthful. Yeah. And P.S. Biden. Oh, yeah. P.S. Biden. Yes. Thanks. You can't bitch about this shit now when you were yeah. uh, well, maybe part of the what, problem. By the way, maybe that's why Tom, Thomas isn't going to be taken, uh, take, you know, uh, what's it called? Removed. Removed. Because Biden's basically the one who fucking put him there. Wouldn't that be embarrassing? <laughs> I what mean, an embarrassment. Go back and watch those oh, hearings. It's oh. incredible. Biden was fighting against these women. Yes. And we already Ugh, know that Biden, disgusting. we already know that Biden has, uh, you know, likes to rub the shoulders. He's that oh, yeah. kind of guy. Yeah, he's good friends with uh, Jesse Helms. He's good friends with Thurgood Marshall. Okay. All I know is that he did not support Anita That's right. Hill. That's right. And now look, look who we have. That's right. 
You know, he's you reap wacky. what you sow. You reap what you sow. And Clarence Thomas has been there longer than anybody else sitting up there, from what I I understand. I remember longer than Alito, right? Yeah, he's he's the original. What do they call themselves? They call themselves. Um, uh, it's when they believe the Constitution is like the end all be all. Oh, oh, the the not constitutionalist. Um, I know what you're. It's talking like originalist, about. originalist, or some, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, where it's yeah, like yeah. you stick to these words and that's it. Yeah, give me a break. There's no gay marriage in the Constitution, so p- that's the end, right? Her next job was a po- policy analyst for Representative Dick Armey, who was the House Republican Conference Chairman. By 2000, she was working for the Heritage Foundation, where she collected resumes for potential presidential appointments in the George W. Bush administration when the Supreme Court was deciding Bush v. Gore. Okay. So that's what these things do. Like when yeah. when Amy Coney Barrett was nominated, but, uh, Trump was given a list from one of these think tanks of like, here's the most conservative, Christian conservative, pro-life judges it was like a list of 10 people and amy coney barrett was on that list he, that that's she's what a happened. nut job they give these she's lists. a nut job she is but this is the same thing with like, yeah okay so the, a little bit about heritage foundation which i'm sure a lot of people know who they are but they're an american conservative think tank based in dc primarily primarily geared toward public policy they write the policy and give it to the lawmakers and yeah. say here's a bill for you i mean we need to have like a super progress i'm sure there's a super progressive version of yeah. this but like we really need to but these are the ones on who have been board. doing it we need to get on board and and like mm-hmm. create a machine of our own. Yeah. The foundation took a leading role in the conservative movement during the presidency of Ronald Reagan, whose policies were taken from Heritage's policy oh. study mandate for leadership. Right. Pol- uh, they write policy against climate change, promote. F- <laughs> they promoted false claims of voter fraud in the 2020 election. They are anti-race, critical race theory and anti-transgender oh, youth give healthcare. Me a break. Like, it's, it's so stupid. Yeah. Find better things to do with your time. She continued to work at the Heritage Foundation during the administration of George W. Bush, serving as the White House liaison for the think tank. How could she Meanwhile, even be on this think tank? her husband is still sitting yeah. on the Supreme Court when uh, this is th- going this, on. This, she shouldn't even be allowed to do this. And it's all because of access, too. She has access to all of these people. That's why people would hire her. She can get them but in front of electeds. But she shouldn't be on a think tank when your husband's SCOTUS. Like, I agree. In late 2009, Thomas established the nonprofit lobbying group Liberty Central. Now, this is using Wait. this is also using Liberty bef- way before people are using it now, right? Yeah. To organize conservative activists, issue legislative scorecards for U.S. Congress members, and be involved in elections. Wait, but okay, be involved in elections. And your husband, SCOTUS. The group was aimed at opposing what Thomas called the, quote, leftist tyranny, end quote, of President Barack Obama and congressional Democrats and, quote, protecting the core founding principles, end quote, of the nation. I am so sick of this. This is a document that was written and things evolve and change. I don't understand. I agree. You know, like... You know, that at one point there wasn't penicillin. At one point, you know, so it's like, well, wasn't there before, so we can't use it now. It doesn't make any sense. Well, that's it the doesn't question. make any sense. Their brains they are broken. They want to go back to the founding principles, but according to the Constitution, you and your husband shouldn't even be married. I know. You're white. He's black. That's not allowed. Your husband's a one, what is it? One, he shouldn't third, even, one quarter of a human being? Like, what was it in the yeah. Constitution, right? Like, black men aren't even equal to white men? Right. Is that how far back you want to go, Justice Thomas? Yeah, it doesn't how, make how any original sense. Do you want to be bitch because in the the founding fathers thought you were a you'd be a slave to them right it's ridiculous thomas jefferson owned you george washington owned black men they thought they could you imagine what they would think if there's a black man on the supreme court how fucking far back do you really want to go it's with so this? stupid come on it doesn't let's make sense. analyze the language you fucking morons morons 
Thomas's lobbying activities were raised as a potential source of conflict of interest for her husband. Of course. Thomas, I don't understand how this has even been happening for all these years. Thomas was interviewed by Sean Hannity on Fox uh. News uh, in June 2010. Asked about potential conflicts between her Liberty Central activities and her husband's position, Thomas replied that, quote, there's a lot of judicial wives and husbands out there causing trouble. I'm just one of many, end quote. Oh. I've never heard of this. I I, I, and if, they, if it is happening, we don't know about and it, which really tells you, you something be, else. Should you be causing trouble when your husband's a sitting SCOTUS yeah. that's supposed to be, I think you know, she also loves to be like, yeah, she wants know, to be a rabble. She wants to be somebody. Yeah. She wants to be somebody. She doesn't want to be in the shadow but she's of her hanging husband. on to coattails of people to, yeah. to, to try to be somebody. Uh, Liberty Central ceased operations ceased operations in 2012. In February 2011, Political reported that Thomas was the head of a new company, Liberty Consulting which filed incorporation papers in mid-November 2010. The company's website stated that clients could use Thomas's, quote, expertise and connections to help with governmental affairs efforts, end quote, and political donation strategies. But the, the connections are her husband. <laughs> she, but she knows all of these people through being this wife, yes. right? I mean, she did she, work there for years. Yeah, right, 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 still. But you, you think that anybody, you think I could get a, a meeting with Mitch McConnell? No. No. But you're the SCOTUS's uh, wife, of course. And you're a mover and shaker, and she's clearly wacky. The Washington Post described Liberty Consulting as, quote, a one-woman shop, end quote, (laughs) where Thomas advised political donors how to direct funds in the post-Citizens United versus uh, FEC landscape. Jesus, God. Another decision her husband was a fucking part of. Right. That she is now using to her advantage to make money for her business. (laughs) Does anybody see that we're connecting these dots here? Like this is fucked. Then, also in 2011, Thomas became a special correspondent for the Daily Caller. I don't know some fucking right wing rag. So Thomas endorsed Ted Cruz in the 2016 Republican Party presidential primaries. She supported Donald Trump after he won the Republican nomination and has served on the advisory council of Turning Point USA. Now, Turning Point USA is a wild fucking group, okay? They were just here last week in Florida. They had a convention in Tampa. And outside, some of the the convention goers were holding flags. Nazi flags. That were the Nazi symbol and the SS. Yeah. And they were holding Trump 2024 and DeSantis flags. Yeah. And they were standing outside the convention. This is a group she's on the council advisory board for. Yes. Nazis. And the, Nazis. The, the, my favorite part of that story is, you know, DeSantis still never came out to denounce nope, he's any of never this. said anything. And uh, they uh, they always try to spin it. That it's Democrats that are there uh, pretending to be Nazis to align us with imagine? that. And if, say they were, say it was Democrats dressed up in costume out there. <sighs> wouldn't you Please. still denounce Nazis? Democrats don't show up to anything. They just vote and if you're lucky you know I mean? and that's it. They don't show up to do but, shit. But- wouldn't you still denounce Nazis, regardless of who's so. dressed up as it? You would think so. You know what I mean? But, but he won't his say flag, it. So he's but he won't say it. No. Right? He because he votes. wants their support. That's right. Give me a break. He's such, like, people see through your bullshit. Well, mm. people with a brain. Mm. The rest of these other, you they talk about the sheep. Of- they are the sheep. It- I've never seen anything. Like, they, they're a cult. Yeah. This is a cult mentality. It's, they are lunatics. You're in a cult. Call your dad. Yes. <laughs> P.S. It reminds me of Charlie Crist, who is still walking around telling everybody he's pro-life. He's putting a Wait. new spin. Oh, he's pro-life. He goes, aren't we all pro-life? He's also for abortion. He's for abortion, but he refuses to say he's pro-choice. 
He's, he's trying to act as if we don't know the difference, as we've all known for 40 fucking years, what a pro-life and pro-choice stance is. He's saying he's pro-life, which means he's for life. Aren't we all for life? That's what he says. I, I Take a fucking yeah. stand, you coward bitch. You're a fucking coward. And I'm fucking tired of it. I'm fucking tired of his fucking bullshit. He walks into an LGBTQ state caucus with his fiance. It's so fucking insulting and rude. Rude. I'm fucking over this shit. And to think that he could get engaged is more presentable to be elected. It's a slap in the face to LGBTQ community. Of course. How dare you? And I'm so sorry that you're so full of shame. It's so sad. It's I can't fucking believe very he's saying sad. that he's pro-life. But do me a favor. Avoid the fucking LGBTQ community because they know. They know. I and you should be ashamed of yourself. Fuck off. I can't believe this. You piece of shit. God damn it. This motherfucker pisses me off. And he's going to win. He's a three-time fucking loser trying to win this race. He, oh, he'll lose against DeSantis. I, I have seen so many posts about how... Chris is the one who can do it. He hasn't been able to do it. Never. And these fucking- He hasn't been able to do short-term it. Short-term memory. That's I hope to have. God. I hope to God he does it because- oh, That'd be great. Because Fine. if DeSantis wins, we are in a further nightmare state than we already are in. But we're going to play, we're going to pussyfoot around with fucking Chris. Because play patty cake with this fucking motherfucker. And it, goes, and it goes back to what you were saying. Like, stand up for what you believe in. That's like, right. Like, you know, I know people don't want to be against Nikki Freed, but she is a progressive woman who was statewide. And yeah. have, has she made mistakes? Yes. But guess what? Republicans make mistakes all the time and they get voted and voted in and voted in and voted in. Here's the thing. Like, just support here's the thing. progressive ideas. I'm over it. And here's the other thing. Stand when you see by him it. speak, when you see him giving speeches or whatever... There's a level of, it's inauthentic, okay? There's something so fucking, like, it's off. You can tell when someone's being themselves. He can't even be himself, so everything he says is, like, layered in, in what it seems like fake to me. Right. I, every time he talks, I'm like, who is this person? And when you can't be honest with who you are, with yourself or anybody else around you. How are you going to win? Then, then how can you actually come across as someone who can fucking fight? You can't. Right. Everything is an act. It's an act. And I don't fucking vote for shit and like that. The, Fuck off. The other thing that's really bothering me oh, God. is DeSantis like, I'm not going to debate. Uh, Chris doesn't want to debate. We yeah. as constituents yeah. deserve to hear you debate. Like you are, it's like you're applying for a job. This yeah. is your interview. Yeah. And we have a right to hear what you have to say, to see how you answer questions. Like what the hell kind of, what are we living in in this state? With his police state, with like the, I mean, he, the controlling, that's the other, th oh, we'll have to get into that. But the whole, like uh, the, the whole thing with the drag show. Oh yeah, I, 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 uh, we have too right, much. Let me to get do. through the story. I, I, I got fifteen minutes, and okay. I gotta get the fuck out of here. <laughs> okay. So uh, Thomas has drawn attention for making controversial social media posts. The Washington Post wrote that she had shared quote nakedly partisan erroneous propaganda end quote on Facebook. She has shared a George Soros conspiracy theory. Meme she can't do this and criticized gun control advocates such as survivors of the 2018 Stoneman Douglas high school shooting. Thomas is a member of the informal conservative groundswell group, which she founded with the support of Steve Bannon, a former Trump advisor. No, this is this no. according to a February 2020 report by Jonathan Swan in Axios. Thomas actively urged Trump to change the personnel in his administration administration <gasps> like 
This is too close. Swan this reported, is too close. Swan reported that Thomas had given Trump a memo with names of individuals recommended by the Groundswell Network, which is Steve Bannon. It's also with Steve Bannon. <laughs> She's fucking right in there. Um, on May 28th, 2020, Trump appointed Thomas as a member of the trust fund board of the Library of Congress. Oh, great. Okay. She'll be removing books from there soon. Don't yeah. Worry. Jesus Christ. She's a member of, uh, she is a member of the Conservative Council for National Policy. And in 2019, she became part of its board. Okay. So, you know, people will know who she is. I mean, you know, she's popped in and up of things, but now people really know who she is well, with the since the January hearings. 6th yeah. uh, uh, hearing. So I'm going to get into the, her efforts and trying to overturn in like the hearings and, and all of that. That's the end of this, but. Anyway, according to the New York Times, in the days following the 2020 presidential election, the board of the Council for National Policy, like I just said, she's on the board, issued a call to action to its members to keep Trump in power despite his loss. The call to action instructed members to, quote, pressure Republican lawmakers into challenging the election results and appointing alternate slates of electors, end quote. <gasps> this is treason. This is. What, yeah, right? this she is, should this be is, in uh, jail. Yeah. And you want to go back to the old time constitution, you would be hanged. Yeah. In May they 20- put the little gallows yeah. up for pens, what is right? It, what does it say in there in the old constitution that you like so much about this? In May 2022, the Washington Post obtained emails Thomas had sent to Arizona legislators beginning days after, beginning days after the November 2020 election, urging them to choose, quote, a clean slate of electors, end quote. Though the, e- though the emails did not mention either presidential candidate, uh, presidential, presidential candidate, Biden had been declared the winner in Arizona, right? So she's already now, Ugh. this is already de- declared and she's now trying to get them and to change it. And where they go and start counting the stupid, it's so stupid. She wrote the emails on a platform that allowed pre-written form emails to be sent to multiple elected officials and she had sent them to 29 lawmakers. Prior to January 6th, Thomas promoted a the, the Stop the Steal rally on Facebook, the one that was going to happen that President Trump spoke before right, they went in right, there, right. Uh, before they went into Congress and shit on the walls and shit. I mean, Thomas had told the Washington Free Beacon that she attended the Stop the Steal rally that preceded the January 6th U.S. Capitol attack, but left before Trump took the stage at noon. The Washington Post reported that after the storming of the U.S. Capitol, Thomas, on a private email listserv of her husband's former law clerks, <gasps> expressed her apologies for contributing to a rift among the group. So apparently, the internal rift reported reportedly concerned, quote, pro-Trump postings and former Thomas clerk, John Eastman, who spoke at the rally and represented Trump in some of his failed lawsuits filed to overturn the 2020 election results, end quote. So Eastman, remember John Eastman? He's this guy who was working at the Department of uh, Justice who was a nobody. Like he was the head of the, I mean, not a nobody, but he's in front of like environmental law and tries to come in. And he's the one in the hearings where they're all like, if you put him in charge of the department, just we're leaving, we're leaving. All of those guys were like, we're, we're going to step out of here. Like, you're going to lose everybody at this office. And Trump's like, all right, well, maybe we won't. Right. Maybe I won't do it. That's Johnny Smith. He was a former law clerk of fucking Clarence Thomas. This is not. This and is a not, friend of both of them. They, they, he, okay? Clarence Thomas has to go. He was clearly it. involved. He's Impeach clearly him. very good friends with her. Like, and was one of him and Rudy Giuliani were the only two pushing Trump. <laughs> These idiots. To do this. These two idiots. And it wasn't in, until all those guys were in the Oval Office and tr- saying to Trump, we will, here's all the resignations of everybody who will resign right now. The head of every single department of the Department of Justice will resign if you put this person in charge. Nobody, they're like, who? Can Rudy Giuliani, like, they, 
Can um, you imagine? An April 2022 Quinnipi- Quinnipiac poll found that 52% of Americans said that in light of Ginny Thomas's text to Trump's White House Chief of Staff, Mark Meadows, about overturning the results of the 2020 presidential election, Clarence Thomas should recuse himself from cases of course. about the 2020 election. Of course. Let's not forget. That Clarence Thomas is the only justice who said there should not be a January 6th committee looking into this. <laughs> that alone should have him impeached. He was the that only alone. Supreme Court justice who said no. That alone. I don't understand. Like, how is this still happening? Everybody else in normal jobs yeah. would be fired for this bullshit. Yeah. I don't understand. Like, what is what is the holdup? Yeah. How do we not hold these very important jobs that are more important than some other jobs in this world. More important. I don't get it. But by the way, I'd also like to note <laughs> that a lot of this stuff was coming out before very important Supreme Court decisions came down. Yeah. Like a Roe v. Wade. Yep. So, and Clarence Thomas had a lot to say in there. Not only did he have his opinion, he added more comments. Oh, he sh- certainly this did. This person is... Is they're, they're pushing oh, back for states' rights, states' rights, states' rights. Yeah. Such In bullshit. a radical way, overturning settled law. And should not should not have been sitting there even when that was happening. Yet there he was. So January 6th committee in March 2022, text between Thomas, uh, Ginny Thomas, and White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows from 2020 were handed to the select committee on the January 6th attack. The texts show her repeatedly urging Meadows to overturn the results of the 2020 presidential election and repeating conspiracy theories about ballot fraud. Oh my God. What a nut job. Yeah, she urged that conspiracy theorist attorney Sidney Powell, that wacky lady, wacky lady, you know who I'm talking about. With that bun. Oh, God. Uh, she's, always, she's being uh. sued by the companies who made these machines now. Thank God. Uh, she was urging that to Trump or to Mark Meadows that Sidney Powell be retained by the Trump campaign efforts to overturn the 2020 elections. In the quoted text, Thomas described an unknown number of American citizens that she hoped would be, quote, living in barges off Gitmo. End quote. In accord, in accord with the QAnon-affiliated conspiracy theory that President Biden, his family, and thousands of state and co- county election officials, administrators, and volunteers successfully orchestrated and performed a vast conspiracy <laughs> to rig the 2020 elections across thousands of administrative directs, uh, districts or wards. Oh, my God. It's so stupid. All these people like, conspired it's so together. Stupid. It's so stupid. When really, it's a handful of people who conspired to overthrow right. the election results. And it's a handful of people who are crazy. Yeah. Who drank the Kool-Aid. Yeah. Like, go go, go get treatment. Go somewhere. Get you help. gotta get out. Get away from these people. Go to the mountains. Bitch, you're living a fucking life. I mean. You got a nice fucking house. You have you have a fucking nice life. Like, if yes. I was a Supreme Court Justice wife, I'd be Ooh, like, oh, social life. Tell me about this session. Life. Oh, we're gonna go on a vacation, yes. honey. Like, but what like are you living doing? the social life in DC. Yes. Have fun. Going Girl, life, like, what are you doing? Read books to children, volunteer somewhere. God. What are you trying to overturn the presidential election? Bitch, you got too much time on your hands. I wish I had that kind of time on my hands. Oh, God. <laughs> and I, I'd have more important things to do. I'll tell you what. Jesus. Go get oh. a Manny Petty. Yes, like, I just think I'd get my nails done. <laughs> relax. She's so involved. She's so busy. <laughs> She's crazy. She's crazy. And the worst part is this. 
She's trying to get Trump reelected. Like I mean, of all the people in like, the world, and she, that's like, the president she's behind. I know. And this the thing wacko. is, like, she's had to have seen him. He's basically a walking she's hemorrhoid. She's had to have seen him, you know, like <laughs> to be up close and personal with this guy. And you're like, that's my guy. I'm telling you. Out of all the people in the world, looks, that's my guy. He's like, I, I just said he's a walking <laughs> hemorrhoid, basically. Because when I looked at his picture recently, he looks like a dried up, like pale clit. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he looks like. Like somebody died in this Woo! pale dead clit. That's oh what he fucking God. looks like. I'm going to hell. Like, I get it. I get it. But also, <laughs> fuck you, Ginny Thomas. Like, <laughs> oh my God. She needs to go away. Yeah, like, go mean, relax. <laughs> she's got to go. Go. I don't know. At what point? You go know she's in trouble. Like, she, and she knows she's in trouble. I mean, maybe a little jail like, time. Uh, maybe a little jail time is what she needs. <laughs> yeah. Then she'll appreciate the fucking yes. life she has. Yes. I don't think she knows. My God. I don't think she get knows. that little tray of food. Oh, my God. <laughs> Three meals, three, uh, three meals, three. three squares and a cot. What is it? Hot, three hots and a cot. <laughs> three hots and a cot, yeah. girl. That's what you need. I'm going to overturn the election. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, good. Go ahead. Go oh ahead, honey. Oh, my God. <laughs> but also, like, we always talk about, like, egos. Like, what it has to be to run for president? Like, you must think that you can be the leader of the free world. Like, the ego on anyone yes. who does that. Democrat, yes. Republican. Just to think that you could do it. The ego to think you can overturn an American presidential election. It's, it's Are you out wild. of your fucking mind? I think that she history. is. Like, I I'm think sure. that's the thing is. Like, yeah. like, she probably legitimately believes. Yeah, she was that powerful. She she believes that she was that powerful, but I think she legitimately believes this QAnon. Oh, this, she does. She believes the conspiracies. Like the QAnon stuff is, it's yeah. All right. So let me get back in this. The okay, public okay. perception of the likelihood of such QAnon style conspiracy theories influencing a justice of the U United States Supreme Court was widespread enough that President Biden was asked what he thought about whether Clarence Thomas should recuse himself from any January 6th related cases. He replied that the answer is for others to determine. Oh, you have no spine Another either. Another fucking coward. Mentioning Just the say it. Just say it. Because Donald Trump would say it. Donald Trump would say it. Why can't he say anything? Because he put the who cares? Just go, Mia culpa, Mia culpa. I'm sorry, I made a mistake. Like God, I don't get it. Tina hasn't said Mia culpa on here for a long time. She used to say it all the time. Oh, oh my, my God. God bitch. <laughs> God, what do you want me to do? I just hit the guy, but look how great the city's doing. <laughs> All right, buddy, CNC. Oh my God, hit the motherfucker get me out. Yes, yeah, get me Can't, out. Come on. Right. He uh, he mentioned, the, of course, the Congressional Investigation Committee of the Department of Justice. But if they're not going to, uh, you know, if they're not going to participate in the committee, what can you do about them? I don't know. Under U.S. law, each justice of the court is the main and possibly only person who has power over his or her own recusal. What? We have to change the, the what? Supreme Court. We have to Supreme Court. Oh, have to I got to decide for myself. We have well, to who's going to say sure? We have to. And you know what? This There's three branches of government and the other two are supposed to check the oh one that's fucked. God. And so little, the Congress and the president are supposed to be checking yes. the Supreme Court now by, by fucking pressuring Come them. on, Biden. And when this shit comes out about Thomas, both of those branches of government have to fucking, fucking lay down the law about Clarence Thomas and what he's supposed to Otherwise, be Otherwise, we're screwed because you then who else is going to do pull it? Pull him out by his robes collar, his robes, again, him the fuck out so see him in jail yeah cnn reported in june 2022 that the select committee possessed email correspondence between thomas and john eastman the emails were part of eastman's correspondence related to efforts to overturn the 2020 election 
In the wake of revelations regarding her correspondence with Eastman, Thomas was asked to testify before the committee. In an interview with the Daily Caller, of course, that stupid rag she shits and wipes her ass with, Thomas stated that, quote, she, quote, can't wait to clear up misconceptions. I look forward to talking to them, end quote. <laughs> I bet you do. Thomas previously signed on to a letter to House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy calling for the removal of Representative Liz Cheney and Rep. <laughs> Adam Kinzinger from the Republican Conference for wow. their participation on the Select Committee Conference for their... Uh, and just committee and describing the January 6th investigations as quote bringing disrespect to our country's rule of law and oh quote. you're bringing disrespect bitch you got you are confused oh my god Mark Paoletta <laughs> Thomas's attorney wrote the committee days later that she would not agree to be interviewed unless additional information came to light that might warrant testimony as if the texts and emails weren't enough she thinks they need more evidence for her this to is, come. This is an days this is after insane. it became known Eastman and Thomas had communicated by email. Eastman posted on his new Substack blog one email that he captioned, that? "Quote: Oh my God, Mrs. Thomas asked me to give an update about election litigation to her group. Stop the presses." End quote. What the hell's a Substack? These are they all? They're all in these secret like, yeah. like you know, I don't know. I, I only know Reddit, but it's like 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 these like secret. Yeah places that yeah, they're let me, let me tell you some of these stuff. groups that she's in in the december 4th 2020 email thomas invited eastman to speak for four days late for speak four days later at a gathering of quote frontliners which i can't help but think are the frontliners that are going to be in there january 6th which she described as a group of quote quote grassroots state leaders end quote a private facebook group named frontliners for liberty Oh. which included over 50 people and was created in August 2020, showed Thomas and as an administrator on the group. She's, she's on stupid. Facebook. She's stupid. She's on Facebook with this shit. <laughs> Facebook. How she's old though. I, that's so, right. that's what I mean, so she, <laughs> that's so how fucking old she is. Yeah, she's like, oh, god, oh I'm gonna make it. a group. Oh and, my god. Oh my god. The group's front page carried a banner stating, "Quote: The enemy of America is the radical fascist left." End quote. Oh. Hi. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> After I... CNBC asked Thomas about the group, its public pages were either made private or deleted. <laughs> so she thinks she's being she's being sneaky, but it's Facebook. Public and permanent, girl. Yeah, public C and permanent. CNBC also okay. contacted. You're in government. How do you not know that this shit stays Oops. around? Oops. And she's like, as administrator, like, you don't have to be an administrator. <laughs> she likes it. CNBC <sighs> also contacted Stephanie Coleman, who was also listed as a group administrator. She is the widow of former, former Texas Solicitor General Greg Coleman, who had cl also clerked for Thomas. Clarence oh. Thomas. Numerous photos wow. of her and Thomas are on her personal Facebook page, including one of them with former tr Trump chief strategist Steve Bannon in December this 2016. Is not, this is no bueno. Yeah. The Thomas email was among those the, that the federal judge, David Carter, ordered Eastman to release to the January 6th committee in June 2022 as Eastman sought to withhold them. Carter found 10 documents he ordered released by the committee relating to three December 2020 meetings by a secretive group strategizing about how to overturn the election, <laughs> which included who he characterized as a, quote, high profile leader, which I think is Thomas. Carter noted one email in particular among those he ordered released that contained that he found was what was likely evidence of a crime. Thomas attended a meeting of Frontliners for Liberty on March 6, 2021, on my birthday, on <laughs> <laughs> which a speaker declared Trump was still the, quote, legitimate president end quote to enthusiastic yes. applause okay last thing because i'm really i gotta get out of here is uh one of my favorite things about jenny thomas so anyway oh. she's still being asked to come in front of the committee we'll see if she does she might like steve bannon just got uh 
he he's found in contempt of court because yeah. he won't come to the committee. That's probably what's going to end up happening yeah. with her. She's no respect respect for law, and her husband sits on the fucking Supreme Court. Yeah. I don't it's get it. The irony, yeah. Jesus God. Uh, even do some closed behind closed doors interviews, yeah. but she won't do that. Um, what one of my favorite things to her about her is that she was actually in a cult. She's in a cult now, but she doesn't understand. Oh, that that's she is. right. That's right. She was in a cult in the eighties, which is my favorite. So this is a little bit about. Well, she was married to. Or before? It, I think it was before because it was early 80s. If it was no, early it was 80s. years earlier. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. So in the 1980s, while a congressional aide, Thomas took training from with the self-awareness program Life Spring. And in 1987, she related to the Washington Post that, quote, or that during her training several years earlier, she had been, quote, confused and troubled, end quote, by lessons such as one where trainees were told to disrobe to bikinis and bathing suits, then were, quote, made fun of fat people's bodies <gasps> and ridiculed one another with sexual questions, end quote. After realizing that mem- her membership in LifeSpring Group was separating her from her family, friends, and coworkers, because that's what cults do, right? Yeah. Thomas began what proved to be a difficult and months-long process of breaking away. Jesus. At one point, she hid in another part of the U.S. to avoid a constant barrage of high-pressure phone calls from LifeSpring members who felt that they had a duty to keep her in the organization. Thomas came to believe that LifeSpring was a cult. <laughs> Girl, you're in another cult. This is the girl. She's cult. got one of those brains that can fall for shit. Oh, you know what I mean? I mean, clearly. Poor dear. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. After leaving the cult in oh. group in 1985, oh. she sought counseling and joined the Cult Awareness Network. Well, they didn't help you. Yeah, you're in a cult. They didn't you help QAnon you. Theories, you're in a cult theories. awareness network and you could not. Now you're in a QAnon? Yeah. She became oh. a critic of controversial religious groups, speaking on panels and organizing anti-cult workshops for congressional well, staffers in 1986 and 1988. In 1991, in an interview, Thomas remarked, quote, I was once in a group that used mind control techniques and she called <laughs> its members pretty scary people. Yeah. You're with scarier people now. Yeah. Go back to your cult awareness. Yeah. You need help. Um, you know, uh, I'm, I'm sure there's a way that people can help you exit whatever thing you're in. Yeah, but she's got, you know, they say that. Like, you know when somebody's going to get um, hypnotized? Yeah. And you got to follow. And some people can get hypnotized and other people can't. I think that there's, a, that there's a way that if your brain can accept certain things. Yeah. That you you know, our gut are like open to be, to fall for things. And I well, think she's, she's one of those people. She's definitely one of those people. Yeah, I really think that she is. And it's oh a shame. God. It's a shame. I mean, she's going to go to jail. I, I, I hope. I hope Goodbye. she goes to jail. Yeah, she really, really needs to because this is not right what happened. And she is a direct part of this. It's not cool. No. Ugh. I know you have to go. Yeah. I really wanted to talk about the drag thing because I'm so Let's talk about, about it. it. Um, I'm too, next, but let's talk about week. it. Yeah, next let's week. talk about it next week. Okay. Because this is a long episode. We're at a, yes. an hour 30. Ooh. Ooh. I'm so glad that you're here though. <gasps> I'm so glad that we were able to do this. Yes. I missed you so much. Oh, I missed this too. I'm like, Do you feel baby. good? How do you feel? I feel okay. <laughs> I feel okay. Baby? Yeah, my little baby <laughs> mate. I just want to like curl up with it. <laughs> oh All right. God. Well, have fun walking. Thank I wish that you. I could go, but Girl, I can't. No, you rest. Rest, All bitch. Right. And then um, I'll see you next week. Yes. Yay. All right. Bye. Bye. If you want to see any photos or take a deeper dive into our stories, please follow the episode notes on our blog at themuckpodcast.fireside.fm. 
And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Muck Podcast. To support The Muck Podcast, please visit our Patreon page. We have three levels of support and different goodies for each level. Muckraker, Policy Wonk, or Bleeding Heart. We can't do this without you.